Tonight we're going to talk about um, always being thankful. Always being thankful. And uh, well, somebody look up the verse real quick. Uh, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Psalms, I believe. Just did it. This morning. Sweet. Psalm 100, verse 4. So let's put that up there. Talking about always being thankful. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. There's a story I was recently listening to by Brother Hagen who talked about how, and I think I shared it here, where they were praying, 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 praying. They started praising, and all of a sudden the person was healed. Uh, there's a lot to be said about thanksgiving. There's a lot to be said. And then we're supposed to carry this with us all the time, which means we're supposed to be thankful all the time, which means we're supposed to recognize that there's something worthy of thanks all the time, right? And uh, I want to just go through some scriptures tonight. It might be quite a bit, but uh, I think you're going to see something. And let's turn from there, Psalm 100, into uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 2. Somebody please take that. Or I'll play with it all night. Ephesians chapter 1. Here's a, the letter written to the church at Ephesus. And Paul introduces himself. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. So we are saints. We can receive this just like he's reading it to us. And verse 2, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. Grace and peace. You know, later on it talks about when you enter in a house or, or before Jesus said you go to a house, you know, basically send your peace, send, send your grace, send your peace on that house. If it returns to you, then shake the dust off your feet. Go on. But... In other words, the house had a responsibility to receive grace and peace. So anytime we read that, I don't know about you, but I just have this heart inside of me that says, I need to receive that. I need to, grace and peace. I receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. We receive your grace, your favor, and your empowerment to live the way that you want us to live. We receive your grace right now. We receive your peace right now. This is, you know, at, at what point in your life is this verse, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. At what point is this verse not written? Okay, right? It's always for you. It's always here. At any moment when you are missing grace or missing peace, you can come and read this verse that was breathed, uh, written by Paul, but breathed by the Holy Spirit, and you can start to receive grace and peace. And if you will learn how to receive, no matter what it feels like or what you're going through, grace and peace can be yours. So here, right in one verse, there's breakthrough for somebody. I don't, you know, we can have grace and peace at any moment. 
at the drop of the hat, we can open up to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2 and say, grace and peace is mine. And if we'll learn how to be receivers of that grace and peace, we can walk in it just like that. Is that good news? If it's good news to you, say amen. amen. There you are. Whoa, y'all showed up. There you were. Praise God. Good. That's awesome. Verse 3. Now, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And we talked about this morning being seated with Him. Are we seated with Him in heavenly places? Is that our position? Yeah. We may be in this world, but we're not of this world, and we are, we are operating from a position of authority. We're also operating from a position of blessing. And which blessing, which blessing are we missing? Not a one. So which blessing do you not have right now? Not a one. We're blessed with every one. So see, again, it's not us waiting on God. It's God waiting on us to catch up. And when we talked about it this morning, it, that it's the knowledge of Him that manifests in every place. It's the knowledge of Him, right? We start to see that knowledge of Him, when we start to realize that we can have grace and peace at any moment, I can have empowerment at any moment, I can be blessed with every spiritual blessing at any moment. And when I'm blessed with a spiritual blessing, I change the spiritual route, the physical one has to change. So if I have every spiritual blessing in my hand, I have every physical blessing in my hand. Whether it's healing or provision, I have it in my hand. I have it. You have it. Because you, if you belong to Christ, if you're born again, if you're saved, you also are seated with Him and you also are blessed with every spiritual blessing. There's nothing that you're lacking. Now, it's interesting that he says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, can you put that, that one up in the King James? I just want to look at something. We might not read it that way, but we might. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This has a small change in it besides the hats and, you know, these and thous and other places. But blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Blessings. In the uh, New American Standard, it blessing is singular with every spiritual blessing. The point here is that the blessings are plural, okay? In other words, these are the manifestations. These are the things that are supposed to happen in our lives. If, there's, if it's a blessing, it goes back to the blessing 
that was, that was talked about with Abraham that went all the way through Abraham, all throughout all humanity into us when we were blessed with faithful Abraham in Galatians chapter 3. The blessing made the blessings available. But what's interesting here is at the beginning is that it says, blessed be God. Now, wait a minute. Why are we, I just want to give you a couple of things here in this and then we'll move on into the thankfulness. Why are we in reading about God needing to be blessed? Why are we reading that? Not, a, not necessarily wanting you to answer that. But I want to ask the question so that your, your brain is provoked here. Why would we be trying to bless the blesser? He's the one who's blessed. See, a lot of times we have this idea that this chapter is all about us. And it is, in a sense. But it also, and probably even more so, is more about blessing him. What blesses God? What blesses God is when you fulfill this because the rest of this chapter says it moves us into the place where it says, I wish that you would start to understand what your inheritance is. So he goes on to say, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And then it goes on, he predestines us. You go on down and he starts talking about that we have an inheritance in verse 11 we have obtained an inheritance and then it goes on to tell us that we wishes that our understanding would be enlightened and that we would start to walk in the fullness of what christ did for us to walk out this inheritance you see these spiritual blessings were a part of the inheritance and the whole point of this chapter is god gets blessed when you start walking in the blessings that's what it's about. That God, have you ever given something to a loved one and seen them blessed? That's what this is talking about. When that loved one receives what you have for them and they receive it with joy and put it on and wear it and they make it theirs, it blesses the giver. That's what this chapter is about. It blesses the giver. He's saying, I've given you something and I want you to put it on, not for you, but for me. That's how we bless God. When we start walking in the knowledge of him. Now, I just want to give you a, a quick thing here. Uh, if you'll go to verse 10. Or, or verse 9, excuse me. Ephesians 1, 9. He made known to us, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to the kind intention which he purposed in him. What was the mystery of his will? That I'm going to bless you and that blesses me. My will is that I will receive a blessing from you as you are blessed by me. That's what he's talking about right here, the mystery of his will. He's made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him, which he purposed in Christ. 
In Christ, the purpose was that God would receive back the people and the people would receive him. See, when this love is passed back and forth between us and God, it completes the mystery of his will. It completes what he had planned the whole time. It's what he had all the way from the garden. He just wanted us to walk in it. So how do we play a part in that? Has God done his part? Yeah, he sent Jesus, Jesus died for us, he rose again, he completed it. It is finished. Now it's up to us to become sons of God, children of God. Now it's us to become reigning kings and queens in life, in this life, to reign because we're seated with him. To know that we're blessed with all spiritual blessing and we're not waiting on it, but we have it and we have it right now. This is what it's about. And then he goes on and he says this. With a view, verse 10, this is his will now. With a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. That we would be a praise to his glory. But did you notice that it says there in verse 10, it says, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times. Now, I'm not going to get into this. Um, this is a lot of what Pastor Tracy taught when I was at his minister's conference. This is where he started at. I just want you to see one point. And that is that the fullness of times there, it's not the fullness of time. It's that the subject in that verse is fullness with a view towards the fullness. In other words, what he says is this, I'll put it in today's English, the reason if it just said time, in the fullness of time, then our time comes to an end. What he's saying is that in any age that you find yourself in, any era, right, any moment here, it's not talking about, uh, the Greek word would be chronos. He's not talking about chronos. He's talking about kairos, a kairos moment. He's talking about a moment in time. If ever you get into a time that you will have an administration that is suitable to operate in the fullness. That's the way we would say it today in English. That's the way it needs to be translated. But a lot of times things are missed like that. But when you go into the original, that's what it's saying. So we've looked at that and said, at the fullness of time, at the end of time, we will be operating in an administration. But that's not what it's talking about. He's saying this whole chapter is that our eyes of understanding will be open to the fact that the fullness, which I could go on and show this to you, is in the glory of God, and we are carriers of that glory. Not our own glory, but His glory, and that fullness resides in us. That's why we were called to reign in life. But here's one of the things, is that we've got to understand no matter where we go, at whatever time we find ourselves in, we should be ready to operate in an administration 
suitable to the fullness. So, if we're going to operate, remember where the word says all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable, right? It says, look, we have all these things. What things are left to be given to us? We just read one of the verses. What things are left to be given to us? Nothing. He's given us all power, all authority. How will he not with him freely give us all things? Romans 8, 32, Ephesians 1, 3. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. But how many of us are seeing all things and the fullness manifest in our lives? And there's the rub. Is because we need to know how to operate in this. And the truth of the matter is, we're just scratching the surface. You know, we, have a, we had a great service this morning, instantaneous healing. I mean, I mean, he was sitting there crying as soon as it happened because the pain went away. He knew it had happened. I mean, big old tears coming down. And that wasn't all that happened this morning, but that was the one that stuck out. Uh, people, you should have seen the number of people that got their fellowship and relationship right with God this morning. It was practically everybody. It was very close to everybody. Everybody desiring that their relationship be uh, top level, you know, top notch. Everybody re desiring that it be where it needs to be, right? See, that's just the beginning of where we should be operating as a body of Christ around the world. And the reason why we don't see that is because we don't have a suitable administration. In other words, we're not walking in things that are suitable to the glory and the holiness of God. If we, if we tried to, you know, a lot of times, uh, Pastor Tracy had a really funny story that I love. He says, one time I was over in... Um, he said, I was over in Europe, and he said, I plugged in my hairdryer. The only problem is uh, it was 120 volts going into a 220-volt plug. He said, and the hairdryer had a glorious few seconds. It ran at speeds it had never run at before. You know, and then it was done, and smoke came out, and he was just happy he didn't set something on fire. It had a glorious, and that's what happens with us in the church. Many times, we will re receive the power of God, and it'll just be scratching the surface, just touching the glory of God. We're not into it full. Most, most people have never even begun to experience the fullness of His glory. If they did, they'd be completely laid out. I mean, nobody could do anything. I know a few people that have experienced that today on the earth. A few. A handful. But most of us have never. What we've done is we've got in one service, somebody gets healed. So the glory of God comes just a touch. And we all worship that service for years. We try to remanufacture that and that service. When we are supposed to be walking in an administration suitable to the fullness of God. This is what we're called to. Now that doesn't just happen without us learning a few things about the Lord and learning. See, revivals, most time, even when they come, they'll happen for a little bit. And, and they can be a, a long one is a couple of months. You know, we've had a few that have lasted longer than that in the last few years. Brownsville went for uh, five, six, seven years, six years, I think it was. 
That's amazing. Like, I was sitting there praising God for the length that that one went. They were much more prepared to handle. They had an administration. But I would say, even in that revival, as good as it was, were we experiencing the fullness? I would say no. Was it awesome? Yeah, that's where God called me to preach. You know, it's got to be awesome. I'm glad they laughed, otherwise that would have been a bad joke. It was, it was awesome. It was a great, great just move of God, but was it the fullness? I don't think so. So in learning how to do this, a lot of times we are not prepared. And if the holiness of God and the glory of God ran in, we can only handle it for a few moments before we're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Because we've got more of the flesh man in who we are than more of the spirit man. And, and not only that, but we need to know how to operate as a body in that fullness. We need to have an administration suitable. That's a lot of what the Lord's been doing in this church for the last eight years. He's been preparing hearts so that the administration would be suitable to the glory of God and the fullness of God. So, amen. Do you see that? Good. He says this, Psalm 77, 13. This is a scripture that I've been mentioning. Psalm 77, 13. Your way, oh God, your way, oh God, is holy. Your way. Is holy. What God is great like our God? Your way is holy. See, the more we learn about Him and have knowledge of Him and have knowledge of His ways, the more we move into the places that are suitable administrations for the fullness of God and the glory of God. Now, the first thing that I want to do is this is I want to uh, go over to, before we get into the way that we're, we're talking about one of those ways tonight, thankfulness. But before we get over there, I want to go into 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I want you to receive something. Get this uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in the King James. What's that, George? Okay. I want you to receive all you were receiving. He was like, <laughs> I, th I thought there was an issue. I'm like, what does that mean? I have no idea. He's receiving. Amen. I want you to receive something. How many people, just me talking about this already, all of a sudden you feel inadequate? Anybody honest? And see, we need to rise up to the level where we're adequate. But you need to understand something right now. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. And let's look at that in the King James. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 and 6. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, 
But our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. So see, He's made us through the gift of righteousness that we were talking about some this morning. He's made us able ministers. In, in the New American Standard, it says adequate. He's made us adequate as servants, basically, of the new covenant. And then it goes on to say the ministry that we have is a carrier of the glory over in uh, verse 9. It shows that it's a carrier of the glory, and in the glory is the fullness. In other words, one of the things that we immediately have to do is put down condemnation, receive the gift of righteousness in, in uh, operation in each one of us. This is an administration suitable when we walk in that righteousness. In other words, we don't carry the condemnation of feeling inadequate, but we say, Lord, what I can carry now, I'll carry and I will press on, run the race and, and seek to become an even better administration. Each individual, uh, uh, one of us, should seek to be an administration all by ourselves, suitable for the fullness, suitable for the glory. But then as a body as well, in your house, you should be an administration suitable for the glory. But then as we come together here as a body, we should be an administration and we should grow to those levels so that these things, and we should be growing with the confidence that he's made us able ministers. Do you know why that happened this morning? Why that healing took place and why that did? Because even though I have my own inadequacies and you do too, he's made us able ministers. He's made us able ministers. And see, but that's the beginning. That's the starting point. All right, Lord, I know because of your word, there is more. And I want the more. Because it blesses you when I walk in that blessing. And I'm going after you. And I'm hungry. And I'm going to become an even more adequate minister of this new covenant. I'm going to become an even better administration suitable to this. But he's made us adequate. See, right now, when you stepped up here, you were able to do that. And when you decided, I'm just going to do it, you were able to give the testimony that God called. And it's because you said, I trust the Lord, right? You might have been trusting the Lord in me and Nicole. Okay, I trust y'all. But that was the Lord telling us to tell you. So you trusted him. And you step into that trust. And you're able to do things that you wouldn't even believe you were able to do before. You are able ministers. I'll tell you, uh, man, I about, I about wanted to shout when uh, Pastor Tracy hit that verse right there. And I'm not... Trust me, I'm not even coming close to touching what all he preached on. Because it was a lot, and it was really good. But he hit that verse right there, and man, I, I seriously just about ran around the room. The only reason I didn't was I wanted to hear what he was going to say next. But I mean, I, I literally just about, I was sitting in my seat, and I literally, he said that, and I hit that because, I, I hit that verse, and I was sitting there because I've been like, Lord, 
I, I need more of you. I need more of you. And right there, God said, you've got me. You are an adequate minister. And I about said, I am an able minister. And I didn't care what everybody else, but man, that's what I felt. And I wanted to do it. I'm an able minister. And you are too. You are too. Amen. Your way, oh God, is holy. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. And I want to look in becoming an administration that's suitable for the fullness in moving into his holy ways. One of those ways is thankfulness. This was in my spirit early, early this morning. Thankfulness, thankfulness, thankfulness. What do you have to be thankful for? Amen. A lot, a whole lot. Thankfulness. I want to just show you just the importance of it. Colossians 3 and verse 12. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. How many problems should we have between church members? <laughs> nope. Beyond, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Very good verse for seeking the leading of God. Letting the peace of Christ rule in your heart. To which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. So this is a command. Be thankful. And just, just be honest with me. Don't, you don't have to raise your hand, because I know what it'll be anyway, if you told the truth. How many of us walk around in a heart of thanksgiving on a regular basis? And yet, this is a command. This is a command. You can see right away where we can work on our administration that's suitable to the fullness. We, can, we need to work on that. See, we should walk around in a heart of thanksgiving. How many people feel like being thankful when you're getting attacked? When your body's not feeling well? When you get another bill? Maybe an unexpected one. Maybe an expected one. See, it's not at that moment when we should feel like being thankful, but it's at that moment that we should be thankful. You know, one of the things that I want us to look at is every place where it starts telling us what to do and specifically places where it shows us how to pray, thankfulness is always in that. It's always in that. Because there's something that thankfulness does. See, what we need in our lives is we need the presence of God. We need the glory of God. We need the fullness in our situation. That's what solves our issue. But we don't even enter into his gates without thanksgiving. 
So a lot of times we're sitting there and we're wondering, where's God? I don't know. And we're fussing about the, the thing that's been attacking us. And we're wondering, where's God? And he's like, I'm in my place. You come in. And come in with thankfulness. But I don't feel it. I'll be thankful when this thing gets paid. What a prideful mess. What a prideful mess. See, that, that's just it. We need to make sure that we put on thankfulness whether we feel like it or think it or not. Thankfulness is always, thankfulness is always a part of what God's doing. And it is a way of God. It is a holy thing. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another, admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You know, in, in when you're praying in tongues, one of the things it says multiple times is it says when you pray in tongues, which we know is praying perfectly because we're allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through our spirit, it says multiple times that you give thanks well. And in praying in tongues, you're giving thanks. It also says, well, we can gather from that, that it also says when we pray in the Holy Spirit in Jude chapter 1 verse 20, it says that you build yourself up on your most holy faith. I would say that being built up on our most holy faith goes hand in hand with being thankful based off of that. Don't you think we can come to that conclusion? That if we'll learn how to get thankful. See, if we're doing it in our spirit, it's one thing. But we've got, our job is to renew our mind. Imagine if in our spirit we were given thanks and in our mind we were given thanks at the same time. Do you know what we would be doing? Man, we would be walking in some things of God. Verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever you do, whatever you do, give thanks through Jesus, through him to God the Father. Whatever you do, whatever you do. So that means whatever situation you find yourself in, we should be giving thanks through Jesus to the Father. Whatever we do. So thankfulness should be on us no matter where we're at or what we're doing. We should be giving thanks. Whatever we do. This is awesome. Because we start doing that, we start walking in a way of God. We start opening up the door for the glory of God and the presence of God to come into our lives. But we've got to make this a part of who we are and be thankful. But see, it, it's not about, most for most of us, it's not about that we know this or not. We've heard this before. It's about what do we feel like. And see, our feelings are subject to change because you can change them. Our thoughts can be captured and you can change them. 
But see, a lot of times what happens is the devil just tries to beat on you. We accept those beatings like we were talking about this morning until we realize who we are and where we're seated. But then when you start to understand his nature and his character, you start to understand that he is moving us to triumph no matter what you see, no matter what you feel. He's always doing that. We talked about it before. If there was a wall here and, and over here was the world and over here was God and the spiritual world. If we over here were in the middle of a storm, I mean things were just beating on us from the left and from the right. We can be confident that over here in the spiritual world, God is working on bringing triumph about in us. Just because you can't see it over here in the physical world doesn't mean that we don't need to be given thanks for it. See, when we'll recognize that even in the midst of the storm, this is what Jesus had on him. This is why he walked in peace. It's why he didn't just walk in peace and grace, but he was able to manifest peace and stop the storm. Because he knew, even though I see wind and waves, God is over here working triumph and peace. And so he just, what he did was he said, peace be still. But what he was really doing was saying, Lord, I thank you for who you are. Now, Father, flow through me and bring your peace. Because he was able to see with spiritual eyes and it was an action of thankfulness. See, if he's not thankful for that, then he's going to be receiving the problem. But when we can get thankful, even in the middle of the storm, Lord, I thank you that you are being God. Whether I can see you or not, no matter what I'm facing, you are being God. You are being the character and nature of love. You are being the character and nature of my triumph. You are being the character and nature of my provision. You are doing this right now. And what's holding him back, the veil between the two worlds, many times is our own thankfulness or lack thereof. And when we'll learn how to get thankful, then all of a sudden we open up the veil and God can come into the situation. It's good stuff. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Another place where it really shows us how to live godly, a great section of verses, 4 through uh, 9. <laughs> like there's a bad section in the Bible, but this one's really good. <laughs> Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always again I will say rejoice let your gentle spirit be known to all men the Lord is near be anxious for nothing be anxious for nothing I think another translation says don't worry about a thing this is God talking so this is Jesus he was the Word made flesh. In other words, this morning we talked about Him leading us to triumph. 
if he's going to lead us to triumph, then we must take him by the hand. This is him showing us his hand. The question is, will we reach out and grab it? When it says be anxious for nothing, will we actually drop anxiousness or will we keep it? See, if we keep anxiousness, what we're doing is we're dropping the hand of Christ and taking the hand of worry. But if we'll drop the hand of worry and anxiousness and take him and start being thankful, then we'll step right into that provision. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. How many people would like peace? See, when we do this, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, of good repute, or that means good report, if there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. It wraps it up there in verse 8 by saying, dwell on these things, uh, whatever is worthy of praise. See, this is the problem. Most of the time the thing we dwell on is not the thing worthy of praise. It hasn't been, but it will be from now on in Jesus' name. See, a lot of times it says of good report. You know, you think about going into the doctor and you see, you see, go into the doctor, he gives you a good report. You're like, yay, praise God, hallelujah. But you walk into the doctor, he gives you a bad report. You're like, oh, oh no. You know, even uh, in today's standards, a mature Christian, not, not fully mature, but a mature Christian will go, I got a bad report, but praise God, it's going to be okay. But see, they're kind of still dwelling on the bad report part, or else they wouldn't even talk about it. But if we're dwelling, thinking on things worthy of praise, then the first thing their mind goes to is this. By his stripes I was healed, and I am nothing but healed. He paid for it. I receive it. Lord, I thank you for my healing. You know? You say that in front of the doctor, he might think you're nuts. He might prescribe you something else. But it's all right. You go home and you start giving God glory and thanks and praise him for what he's already done. Thankfulness. Not anxiousness. Thankfulness. You forget about that mess. You set that to the side and you take another report and you apply it stronger in your life. You apply it stronger. Amen? Again, what did we see? Thankfulness. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Verse 17. So then, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. We know this means be being filled with the Spirit. It's kind of like if you went out into a desert and uh, you, you were about to die of thirst and you drank one cup of water, that would save your life in that moment. 
But if you continued in that desert and didn't take another drink, you would probably perish, right? So being filled with the Spirit is like finding in an oasis and going swimming in that joker every day anytime you felt like it. That's being filled with the Spirit. And that's what this is saying here is be being filled. Be overwhelmed. Be flooded with the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to fill you every day. Multiple times a day if you want to. But ask Him every day. Lord, I ask you, fill me. Jesus, baptize me with your Holy Spirit and fire. Every day, ask Him. I ask you, baptize me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and fire. This is a commandment that we should be walking in every day. And it tells us, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be filled with the Spirit. It's a command. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody with your heart to the Lord. Now, in that other verse that we read in Colossians, I think it was, it showed us the same thing. Uh, speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart. Uh, I heard, um, I don't remember who it was. Just recently, it might have been Brother Hagen. Anyway, they were saying that the, the symptoms of being filled up with the Holy Spirit is, or is exactly these things. That psalms and hymns and spiritual songs... Uh, and making melody with your heart would start to flow out of you, would start to flow out of you. In other words, how many of y'all, y'all probably been around me sometime and all of a sudden I'll just start praying in the spirit, just maybe singing a little song. That's when you're full. This will be a symptom of you being filled with the spirit. But also a symptom of that is that it will produce thanksgiving in your heart. Just like speaking in uh, tongues and praying in the Spirit. And what goes right along with it is thankfulness. And the very next verse says, always giving thanks. Always giving thanks. Is this a spiritual thing that's happening? Is, is giving thanks a spiritual way of God? It's everywhere. And he says, don't just do it sums, but always give thanks. For all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Always giving thanks. 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 Always be know, know what the will of the Lord is. Always giving thanks. And remember, I asked earlier how many of us, you know, don't raise your hand, but how many of us constantly walk in a spirit of thanksgiving, right? So have we been upholding this? Can we experience the fullness in this administration that we've been walking in? No, we've got to take our thankfulness up to new levels. And I'm telling you, it will not just change the presence and the touch and the hand of God. It'll change your outlook on stuff. It'll change you forever when you start moving into thankfulness and purposing yourself to move into a way of God. A way of God. Turn uh, to Colossians 1 and verse 9. Always giving thanks 
always giving thanks. Colossians 1. And verse 9, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now let me just ask you, if we're walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, does that equate some into his presence being able to hang around us and not just blow us out? Yeah. If we're walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, then all of a sudden we're moving in a place where God can come in and he can be a part of our lives. And that's what we need. That's where the answer is. That's where the solution is. So this is what he's telling us to do. So again, let's go back and read it. Verse 9. For this reason also, this is a, this, he's talking about a manner worthy of the Lord. Since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Man, you see the connectors back and forth between this morning and today? It's big. Back and forth, back and forth. So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. We need his wisdom. We need knowledge of Him. We need to grow in Him. We need an administration suitable. That takes us being proactive and going after Him and not just making an excuse for it. Not just coming on Sunday, checking the box and thinking everything's going to be great. It'll help you. I promise it'll help you. That's what most of the world needs. They just need to get in church and they'll find enough Jesus to help push them to the next level, right? But... That's not the stopping point. That's the beginning point. Especially when most churches aren't carrying the glory at all. That's just the beginning point. That's the entrance way. But we are supposed to press on towards the high mark. We're supposed to press into a, a walk that's worthy of, of the manner of God. We're supposed to move to an administration in our own personal lives suitable then he says, strengthen with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. Joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us or translated us into the kingdom of his beloved son. King James says, into the kingdom of his dear son. New American Standard says transferred. Uh, King James says translated. In other words, you cease to be in one place. Remember the world, the spiritual, and the, the flesh. Immediately, what he did is he translated us. We ceased to be seated in an earthly corrupted place. And we were immediately seated in heavenly places in him. All of a sudden, we are in a different position. With different things at our hands. Different power, different love that's made manifest, a different knowledge, a different authority. He's translated us in that. And he says, we should 
thankful for this. You see, it, when people just talk about, when you, we talked about this morning that all these promises that are in the scripture, and I said, at some point all these good things are supposed to happen. They're actually supposed to happen. Right? Like, we're not supposed to just talk about them all the time. The reason they're written is so that they will manifest. And if they're not manifesting, what in the world are we doing? Really? Like that healing this morning, that's supposed to be normal. If that's not normal on a regular basis, we've had four or five just in this month, you know, several, several just instantaneous. But my point is, if that's not happening on a regular basis, what are we doing? What are we, I mean, we're talking about something in the sweet by and by, and that's great, and it's nice, but you're going to get more people to go to the sweet by and by when you start walking in this, when you start carrying it. And he says, you've got to understand, look at what he says being thankful for. He says, you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him. Remember the verse we read? To bless him. Blessed be God. This pleases him when we start walking like this. And thankfulness is a part of that. But I want you to see this, how big it is. He says, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. See, for us to sit back and only you know, be operating at a small percentage, that's not okay. We must press forward so that we please Him. And then He says this, not only that, but when you do this, you think about these things compared to what we heard this morning. Strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. For the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. We get to share the inheritance of being blessed with every spiritual blessing and being made in the image of God and actually able to live it out. To be a share in that inheritance. Now see, if none of those good things ever come to pass, if none of those promises ever come to pass, then we can read that and let it fall off of our paper, uh, you know, just like we read so many other things and just move on. But if those good things start happening, all of a sudden when we read that we have a part, we have a portion, we have a share in that, and we can operate in that, instead of being beat up, broke down, busted, and disgusted, we can operate as children of God, and we can see those good things actually happen, all of a sudden we've got something to be thankful for. And see, we've had that the whole time. How prideful and wrong and messed up is it for us to not be given thanks? How, how messed up is it for us not to be carrying thanks? You mean I've been sitting over here and now I get to be here? 
seated in heavenly places, operating as a child of God. I can, you know, I can bring, I can bring these things to Jennifer. You can lay hands on people and see them healed, just like you saw me do this morning. Everyone's in in here. I don't care if you just came to Christ today. You can do that today. Today. Every one of us. The reason I say he told me to tell you directly right then. Glory to God. Come up here. Come up here. Quickly. Just raise your hands. Thank you, Donnie. So the blessing of God be in Jesus' name. Filled with all goodness. You are strengthened with all might and provided for in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Now let's turn to 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse sixteen. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Not one situation are we not called to give thanks. Not one. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do you see how his will is repeated over and over again? I want you to be in his will. I want you to be in a manner worthy of the Lord. I want you in his will. I want you in his will. This is God's will for you, that you would walk in this thanksgiving. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved and complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and he will also bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Praise God. Now I want you to see one more thing. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Can you see how thankfulness is supposed to be on our lips every second of every day? It's who we are. It's what we're called to be, right? And I want you to think about this. What can we be thankful for? I remember when the Lord started showing this to me. Uh, man, he, he started pointing out all kinds of stuff. He said, every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. He said, what's a good and perfect gift? I was like, Lord, you know. Um, I, 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 everything, 
if it helps you, if it benefits you, it's from him. If it is a benefit to building the kingdom, just like this, he started showing me, in other words, what things do we have to be thankful for? You want to start learning how to put on thanks? I think all of us can say that we haven't thanked God enough, right? I think all of us can say that. But how do we turn it around? Well, first of all, you've got to get very real with what you have that he's already given you. You've got to know what already has been placed in your hands. We answer that at the beginning. You've been given everything. You're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You're blessed with everything. You have it all. A lot of times, maybe that's the problem. I, I guarantee you, I saw a post somebody wrote. They said um, something along the lines of be thankful or praise God. There's somebody that's praying that they would just have what you have. You see, a lot of times we're just looking at it from our perspective instead of other people's perspective. You know, in America, we think we got it so bad. Our poor is in the top 7% of the world. What we call poor is in the top 7%. That's not poor. We call it poor. It's not poor. And there are some that are, that are truly, they're destitute here in America. But it's few. Most of what we even call that lower class and that poor, it, it's not poor. You go to other countries, you start to see what poor looks like. Am I right? Yeah. $100 a month. Yeah. In our wages? Yeah. $100 a month. See, we have things so much better. And here's the thing. When we start to accumulate, the blessing of God's been on America because it was formed towards him. But all of a sudden, when we start to accumulate things, there's something that happens over here in this corrupted flesh that says this. It says, oh, we did this. We did that. I did this. I did that. And it forgets that the source of every blessing, every good and perfect gift is him. And thankfulness is lost and deception comes. Look at this right here in Romans. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for a great segue. Praise the Lord. Romans 1 and verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen. That doesn't say it's hard to find. He says, God's, see, there's a whole lot of Christians out there trying to prove something that's hard to see. It's clearly seen. They are deciding, atheist, agnostic, they're deciding to not see it. It's clearly seen. It's clearly seen. And so you've got Christians making up a whole ministry trying to undo something God already said. Don't do that. That's a waste of time. I've never seen that till right now. That's good Holy Spirit revelation. It's clearly seen. But you'll have people that will study just to be good arguers of the word so that they can go prove it to somebody who's already decided, I don't want to hear it. That's a waste of time. Go to the ones that are hungry. Go to the ones that need it, that are looking for something, that God is putting a draw on their heart. 
You're not going to win. I've never heard a testimony that said, I came to know Jesus because I lost an argument with a Christian. I ain't never heard that. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. See, people do silly things. They think, they're, they think it's God, but it's, it's just something somebody's taught them. We need the word. Mm. I feel my soapbox rising beneath my feet. His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. And watch what happened. And they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Do you see the connection to giving thanks and being deceived? Can you see that? See, if we don't know how to give thanks, we are setting ourselves up to be deceived. Watch this. This is what I was saying. All of a sudden, we live in a blessed nation. We start to think it's by our own doing. We start to see our source as being, you know, well, we can fix ourselves. I'll just go to the doctor. God's no longer the source there. I'll just buy the medicine. I'll just take the aspirin. Well, there's places that don't have the aspirin. And all of a sudden, we stop seeing God as the source, and we stop giving Him thanks. We take on that glory for ourselves. And all of a sudden, we're stepping into a place where we walk around as deceived. We don't, you know, what's happening in our country right now? We don't need God. We don't want God. That's what they're saying. And it's because they have become foolish in their thinking. Because somewhere along the line, they stopped giving thanks. See, even for us, even for us, if we stop giving thanks, we're opening ourselves up to hear some wrong doctrine. To get led astray. Let's go over into Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. You getting something out of this? Can you see? <laughs> George. George goes, <laughs> Amen, George. I'm with you. The mic's not back there, so you can amen real loud. Scare the people up here. That'll be awesome. <laughs> amen. There you go. <laughs> Thanks is a way of God. And let me just equate it this way. If it's a way of God, then it's holy. Thanks giving to God is holy. You enter into a holy work as soon as you start giving thanks. You start bringing the holy right into that situation when you start giving thanks. That's a good word right there. Nicole's twittering it right now. You start entering a holy place and bringing the holy into your situation as soon as you start giving thanks. Because his ways are holy. His ways are holy. It's a way of God. I want to show you something here 
in, in uh, Ephesians 4. Therefore, verse 8, therefore it says, when he, talking about Jesus, when he ascended on high, he led captive, a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Skip on to verse 11. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. There's the fullness again. There's his glory being made manifest. So how do we get there? We submit ourselves to the gifts, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We submit ourselves to the gift, and the gift trains us up in the body of Christ, and we start moving into an administration suitable for the fullness. This is how this works. Verse 14, and watch this. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doc doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in defeatful scheming. In other words, when we submit ourselves to those gifts, this is a way to not be deceived, to not walk in deception. Do you understand that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, that's deception. They should know something, but they don't. The other verse says, my people are gone in captivity for a lack of understanding. Again, it comes back to the knowledge of him, and that knowledge of him is found through the gifts given and growing in him and going into that word. But one of the main ways that is a way of God is by these gifts called the ascension gifts. And when we submit ourselves to those gifts, all of a sudden the word can come up inside of us and we won't be taught back and forth my every wave of doctrine we won't be like the doctrine I said just a second ago his attributes can be clearly seen and yet you've got people basing their whole uh, ministry thinking that it's hard to see and they need to go help somebody that's that's a wrong thinking it's a wrong doctrine but see, when they get and submit to the men and women and are planted in that place, deception comes to zero. Or it should at least be heading there. And we're not thrown around, but we start to raise up to the fullness of the administration suitable to God's glory. And that comes through apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Watch. Why would you do that? Why would you submit yourself to that besides the Bible says? Because, I mean, the Bible said that for quite some time, and it's still a major issue that people aren't doing it. What happens when you have a gift? When do you use a gift? When it's needed, but more when you're thankful for it. See, a lot of times we're not thankful for that gift. Like, Lord, thank you. We're not thankful for it. And, and because we're not thankful, if somebody's not thankful for something, they'll just set it to the side and it won't get used. But when we're thankful for it, it'll get used. Amen. Amen. 
when we're thankful for it. And see, when we move in, this is how that deception worked over there. It's a part of it. It's the same, same operation that's having, ha happening over in Romans chapter 1 is happening here. It's not just in the world, it's also in the church. When people start to get thankful for these things, they will use the gifts that are given them. Not just the ascension gifts, but the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 and the gifts in Romans 12 as well. They'll use the gifts and they'll start to get thankful for it. Lord, thank you for this. See, when they honor the gifts appropriately, then God can honor them. But see, you can see right there that deception will come in if they don't give themselves to those gifts, if they don't thank themselves, if they don't thank God for those things. Are you getting something? Amen. Thankfulness is a way of God. And we need to walk in thankfulness. So what can we be thankful for? Man, what can't we be thankful for? Like I said, when the Lord started showing me that I needed to get thankful, then I started seeing, he took me to that verse, he said, every good and perfect gift, you know, comes from him. He said, what good gifts do you have in your life? I'm like, what, you know, I start with the big stuff. I'm like, I have you, you know. See, a lot of times, that's the, our list is not very long. If I ask at the beginning of the service to write down a list that you're thankful for, it probably would have been three, four, five things. And I honestly, if I wrote it, it probably would have been about the same length. I'm, I'm preaching to me as well. We need to be a thankful people. Where if somebody starts telling us what we're thankful for, man, we can say, I'm thankful. Thank you, God, that today I'm alive. Thank you, God, I'm not going to hell. Thank you, God, that I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of your dear son, the kingdom of your light, the kingdom of your fullness. Thank you, God, that I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Thank you, God, that you've given me health. Thank you, God, even if I don't feel healthy, you've given me health. Thank you that I'm receiving it right now and I'm going to walk in divine healing. Thank you, God, that you've given me my family, my wife, my kids. Thank you, God, I got breath. <gasps> yep, still there. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, I got clothes. Are y'all thankful for that? Yes, you are. Yeah, thank you, God. I got hair on my head. Sorry, Chris. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. That was fun for me. Uh, anyway, thank you, God, that I have a vehicle. Lord, is it the one that I want? No. But I thank you for it. Man, that's a blessing. I couldn't imagine walking here. That would stink. Riding the bike would be better. But it still would stink compared to driving. I'd get here, I'd be all sweaty. I can go in air conditioning, driving in the comfort of a seat. What a blessing. Thank you, God, that I have the printed word. Man, I can read this any minute of any day and find out more about you in whom all the fullness is and it's all for me. Thank you, God. 
You know, you just look over in that video from China where they bring the case of Bibles and they attack the Bibles and they're crying just to have a Bible. We got them sitting all over the place and we're like, yeah, pfft, Bible. Thank you, God, for a gift. Thank you, Lord. Mine's even got this little string where I can mark my place. That may sound little, but it helps me. Thank you, God, that there's a chair right there because otherwise it would not be as comfortable for you. Thank you, God, for air conditioning. Thank you, Lord, for these lights. Thank you for cameras and video equipment. Thank you for computers and screens where we should bring our Bible and use it every day, but we rely on the screen to give us our scriptures. Thank you, Lord, that we can put other stuff besides scripture up there so we're can move on. Thank you, God, for this, this phone. Thank you, God. Man, this helps me do a lot more stuff. I can be so much more productive for the kingdom because of this. Thank you, Lord, I can keep in touch with my loved ones at a, in a second. Thank you, Lord, for jewelry. Thank you, God. Man, can I get an amen? For makeup. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Soap. Thank you for soap. You know, that's a new invention. <laughs> it was not always this way. Deodorant. Praise the Lord. Glory. I mean, can I get an amen and a witness right now? Thank you, God. Toothpaste. Thank you, Lord. Give them to me. Toilet paper. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Can you imagine life without it? Yeah. Missionaries can. Thank you for shoes, for not having to walk. Some people are okay walking on rocks. I'm not. They hurt. Friends, amen. Glasses. Thank you. Thank you for a pen. Helps me write down stuff and make notes and highlighters and underline stuff so that I can get to know him better. For fire, yeah. When we, you know, it, people lost their lives because they couldn't make it and we can carry it in our pocket. That's the wisdom. You understand that there's no wisdom on this earth that did not come from him. He's the source of all wisdom. If it's wisdom, it came from him. Thank you, God, for jewelry. Ladies, that was your chance. The more you thank him, the more he hears you. Let me, let me give you another try. See, and that, let me just stop right there because that's a perfect example. So many times we're not ready to be thankful, and that's why we don't have the stuff that we need. Thank you, God, like that somebody else got blessed last week. Yeah, a church family that loves you. Thank you, God, for airplanes. Amen. To do the ministry. Thank you, Lord, for equipment. 
Thank you, God, for printed material. Thank you, Lord, for software that will make these amazing things to get the gospel out there. See, all of it, when you come back to it, even your blessing, you go back into 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 9, it, it's talking and that everything, your abundance is for every good work. But it's hard for you to get to every good work until you're walking in some of this abundance. But you're not going to get into abundance until you walk in His ways, and you're not going to get in His ways without thankfulness. Thank you, God, for clocks. Speaking of. Thank you for laborers. Thank you for groceries. Yes, grocery stores. Farmers. Water. Indoor plumbing. Bojangles and Krispy Kreme. The interstate. Man. Could you imagine trying to get somewhere without the highway system? You can't. I can promise you, you can't. <laughs> the other day, uh, we, were, we were on a trip, and we were uh, reading about a, um, an explorer. Actually, Mount Mitchell is named after a doctor or scientist. Wasn't it a doctor? And Dr. Mitchell who actually lost his life trying to uh, do some scientific experiments. But part of the reason he lost his life was because the trail was so hard. And he was out there and he ended up alone on the top of a mountain and he fell and, and uh, you know, he drowned. And I was just thinking about that period and I was thinking about, could you imagine going through this terrain before there were roads? Like it takes us hours to go somewhere just in the mountains. Could you imagine doing it without a road? I don't know if you've ever cut a trail in the woods, but it does not go quickly. And even paths that you walk on and ride on, even if they're in the woods and kind of raw and natural, maybe it's a deer path. But man, if that thing's not walked, it takes some doing to get through there. That path really speeds things up. Can you imagine what it would be like in America without roads? We have so much to be thankful for, and every one of those things, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. He translated you out of one kingdom and into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of His dear Son. From the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. In other words, you're never going to see another side of his love, but just pure, unadulterated, absolute love for you. And that's where his good and perfect things come from. You're never going to see even a shadow of turning from that. He's never turning away from you, not one degree. His love is pure and perfect towards you. Oh, Father, we have so much to be thankful for. Just stand on your feet right now. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all of these good things and the so many things that we left out. Bathtubs, showers, towels, Diapers, 
Praise God. <laughs> All the parents said, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, these are things. Thank you for doctors. Thank you for help. Without doctors, our lack of faith would have probably had us killed a long time ago. Thank you for doctors. Thank you for giving them the wisdom. Thank you for hospitals. Thank you for jobs, Lord. Thank you for our finances. Thank you for provision. Not one of us in here is dying of starvation. Matter of fact, I've never even seen a person in America dying of, star dying of starvation. That right there speaks of how blessed we are. Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now just take that thankfulness and make it personal. Thank you. Let your thankfulness rise up just so that your neighbor can hear it a little bit and thank him. Don't be afraid to give him thanks. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. We praise you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. So, Kudrebens Stubrebens Studi, Mancha Bibelkuria Masta, Mansa Fadrumen Tikidemeste. It says, when you pray in the spirits, you give thanks well. I would say you're giving perfect will of God back to Him. You're giving thanks to Him perfectly. Pray in the Spirit, thanking Him. With the, uh, with the view of thanks in your mind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we want to be a blessing to you and walk in the blessing that you've given to us. Lord, we want to be an administration suitable to your fullness. That means on some level, we've got to get thankfulness as not just something we do every now and then, but it has to become us. Thankfulness has to become us and we have to become thankful. We have to be that. That has to be our character and our nature. And today we decide to put on thankfulness, Lord. In every way that talked about your way of living, every major way, it almost always points back to thankfulness. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can you pass me that? Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If ever there was a thing to be thankful for, you're holding the representation of it in your hand. The body and the blood of Christ. It tells us that we should check our heart and make sure that we're worthy when we remember the body and the blood. That I would say that not only do we need to not be playing games with God when we remember Him in communion, but I would also say that we need to thank Him properly. See, here's the thing about Thanksgiving also. We, we, can, we can say it with our mouths, but that doesn't mean it's in us. If we're truly thankful, it comes out of us in action. If I'm thankful for the life of Jesus Christ to set me free, all of a sudden, if I truly am thankful, my life becomes His. That means my decisions are not mine anymore. He is my Lord. I give myself to be on fire for Him. I give myself to grow up into Him and move into all the fullness. I give my thoughts to Him. I give my actions to Him. I, I give every piece of me to Him. I give my good feelings. I give my bad feelings. And I allow them to be sorted into place. Bad feelings get cast down. Good feelings get exalted in Him. And I give Him thanks for it. This is how we check ourselves. We make sure that our relationship is where it needs to be. And we make sure that we give Him thanks. This should be a monument. This should be a memorial for us every time we remember Him. A memorial to recommit to Him and give Him thanks in action of our life. Lord, we thank You so much that we want to give You ourselves. We were hopeless. We were helpless. We were sinners. And we were enemies. And we were heading to a place we did not want to go. And we are thankful that we don't have to go there now. And we don't give this, don't give ourselves to you just out of force. You're not forcing us to do it. But we give you ourselves out of love and we give you ourselves out of thankfulness. Father, we esteem the body and the blood today. We esteem it. Say this with me. Just say, Father, today, Jesus is my Lord. He's the director of my life. I follow what he says as he leads. And I believe that he died for me. He took my sins on him. And they put him in the grave. And he took them down. And he dealt with them. And I believe that the Father brought him back to life. And when he brought him up, he brought me up with Jesus. Brought me up with Jesus. 
And I am now seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Father, today, I want you to know that I am thankful. And for the rest of my life, you will be able to see that thankfulness in action. In my heart, in my mind, and in my deeds, I will follow him. And I thank you for it. Thank you for making us able and adequate ministers. In Jesus' name. Father, we remember you today. We thank you for the body and the blood. We praise you. Lord, this is a price that did not have to be paid. It didn't have to be paid, except out of the, your own conviction and character is the only reason it had to. If it weren't for your love, this was not a price that any other would have paid. But agape love, your love, and the desire to move us into the fullness of your Zoe life moved you, moved you, Jesus, to come and give yourself. And we do not take it lightly. We will honor and we will esteem it. We remember the price. And today we are thankful, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take the body and the blood. And as you do that, just close your eyes, play a little bit of music, and just be thankful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. Heal your people. Provide for them. Give them wisdom, Lord. Work with your word. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, protect your people. Deliver your people. Jesus, we thank you. Right now, put on thankfulness. Whatever it is that you may need in your life, Thank Him right now for that. You thank Him before you see it because you know He's up to it. And you enter into the gate. You thank Him before you see it because you know that's His character. That's His nature. That's what's being worked together for good. If you need healing, start to thank Him for it. If, some, if, you, if you need healing, you start thanking Him, you get healed, I want you to get my attention. If you need deliverance, you need freedom right now. You, maybe it's just in your mind. I need the jump to fall off. Start thanking Him for peace and grace in your mind. Thank Him for that deliverance. Thank Him for restoration. Thank Him for protection for your family. Thank you for your family members waking up and not living in the pig pen anymore. Thank you, Lord, that our loved ones have your salvation. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Bendable Piacho Tono, Bandolo Kibesebe, Fronda Dadamo, Dana Namasa Tarama. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Glory to God. Nimotufla Yotinimishi, Bonchukolamoso, Bobobete Kormosi, Banchikatu Verepesu, Repesufetinimishi. Thank you, Lord, for touching your people. And this, this atmosphere is electric with God right now. Whatever it is you need, you just receive it right now. Lord, I receive healing. Lord, I receive provision. Thank you, Father. I receive it. Thank you. Lord, I receive wisdom. I receive understanding and revelation knowledge of you. Lord, I receive the junk of the world melting off in Jesus' name. You just purpose yourself to receive. That's an action. Receiving is an action, not a waiting. Receiving is an action. It's an action of your heart. To reach out by faith and grab a hold of that thing and make it yours. You believe you have received. It's an action. You believe you have received. Mark 11. You believe, Lord, I believe that. I believe right now I've received healing. I believe right now that I've received provision. I believe right now that I have received an able minister is who I am. I believe that I have received. I believe that I have received protection. I believe that I have received deliverance. I believe that I have received restoration. I believe that I have received a full relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Whatever it is you need, you make that confession right now. Confession is the reaction to a new position based off of righteousness. Thank you, Father. If you're receiving right now, if God's touching you, just raise your hand so I can see it. Amen. Glory to God. See, 